Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. All right, welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show on this hump day. And helping me get over the hump is none other than the one and only. We had to explain it last hour because people are like, who is this? What is this Sesame Broccolini? Well, here he is, in case you've been wondering. The big question of who is Sesame Broccolini? Well, here he is. You got it, dude. Sesame Broccolini. Mm, yummy. <laughs> that was a really good first hour, by the way. If you guys didn't catch it, please go go stream it. You know, it, it's that was a really really good hour. You're gonna want to. We got all, we have so much going on. I'm just so happy mm-hmm. to be here. Honestly, that was really good stuff, and we have a lot more to to go over. So I'm all for it. I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah, if y'all missed last hour or any part of the show or, or or you just want to hear it again because that's how amazing Brigitte Gabriel was last hour, don't forget our podcast. Feel free to download it. And you're not going to want to miss any part of this next segment either because, of course, Wednesdays and hump days means the one and only financial thought doctor, Dave Elhoff. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Are you are you feeling like we're about to get into World War Three? And are you wishing you were back in the in the backseat of a F-16? Who knows what's going to happen with this volatile situation? But yeah, I'd yeah. love to be in the back of an F fourteen or F sixteen. We have the F thirty fives flying all over here. It's great. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I tell it you is. What, I don't think yeah. we'd be dealing with this now if Trump were president. No, of course not. Of course not. I don't know if you saw that fool who the corrupt, creepy Joe who calls himself commander in chief over with Benjamin Netanyahu today. Dude was reading from a note card and he couldn't even he couldn't even he, he couldn't even get authority over a note card. OK, he struggled with that. Yet he's over there representing uh, as though he's the leader of the free world and the commander in chief of the greatest military in the world. And by the way, I don't know if you know this. But his presence, by the way, made us a partner in whatever is happening on the ground over there. Like we now own, right, uh, this Israel war. But he's on his way over there to have a little powwow, to have a sit down with the leaders of, of the world over there. And they all snubbed him. Right. Jordan, little little king, little king from the short bus in Jordan didn't even want to have anything to do with him. It was awful. I tell you what, and you listen to his press conference. I mean, he says, oh, we're going to protect civilians. Well, right now, you know, Israel's. Have you ever been there, AK? No, I, 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 I I've always wanted to go to the Holy Land. And now there's a good chance I'll never be able to go. I tell you what, it was a trip of a lifetime. I went in 1996 when the Scud missiles were flying. They, of course, didn't come anywhere near Israel. But uh, I tell you, it was one of the greatest trips of all time. But if you visit there, you see how small that place is. And it's surrounded by enemies. 
And the Golan Heights, if you go up to the Golan Heights, you can look down valley all the way to Jerusalem, practically. Mm. And that's why it's such valuable country up there, the high ground that is the Golan Heights. And now you've got the um, Hezbollah that stages state in Lebanon, which is Mm -hmm. on the border of the Golan Heights on the north of Israel. And I'm telling you, Israel, they're some of the best fighters out there. I think I mentioned that last week. We've had, uh, we've talked with them, and I tell you, they know what to do, and they, they will take care of it. But here's what scares me, is Iran. And those idiots, which we just supplied how many billions of dollars to? Six. I mean, that's why they are supporting all this, because they know that Biden won't stand behind anything that he he says he's going to do. Look at Afghanistan. Look at what he's done with everything else. The exact opposite of what we should be doing. So it's going to be interesting, and it is scary. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that the Israelis go in there, are very efficient, and carve it out. They mm-hmm. have never taken on or tried to take out civilians. And they no. have been the, the best there is at fighting this kind of a war. Well, yeah, the the problem, though is that they have been judicious. They have taken the the position of giving warnings, right? Hamas has themselves and the terrorists spread among the people there in Gaza, right? And so they, they, in order to protect humanitarian, you know, uh, you know, human life, they go, you know what, even, even in this past raid, they've given warnings to people. We're going to bomb this building, this apartment building, in about 45 minutes, sending text messages to the citizens there to get out. But that also warns Hamas at some point, And they're not responsible for the bombing of the hospital parking lot. Of no. course, we still have, you know, they, they didn't do that, um, of course. But there will be civilians that will die here. from, And it's, and it's as a result of Hamas and many Palestinians themselves who support Hamas, who voted them in power and actually agree with that. And at some point, if Israel is to be protected, they're going to have to be willing to kill some civilians because that's what happens in war, doesn't it? But it's never going to end. Collateral damage. We saved millions and millions of lives when we dropped a couple of bombs over in Japan Japan, and Nagasaki and Hiroshima, didn't we? It had to happen, right? And at some point... Israel has to do that. I don't know. I I wish this would not be happening if Trump was in office. We wouldn't have Russia would not have gone into Ukraine. Um, We wouldn't have China, you know, flittering around with ideas of Taiwan. Here we are. Um, So we just got to continue to. And then in the meantime, Americans have to have to figure out what to do with our own lives. Right. Because we still have to live our life. It's becoming I was at the grocery store earlier today. And I'm next to this young couple. Uh, The young man had a cap on with a Star of David on it. And they were there and they each had their own cart. And he's like, okay, they're at the self-checkout. Ladies first. And she's going to check out her items. And, of course, I'm thinking, you know, dude, you know, I, you know, uh, I don't know. I would have expected my boyfriend to be picking up my groceries, not doing his and hers. But anyway, I don't know the nature of the relationship. Maybe they're just friends. 
So she goes to ring up her groceries. She goes, I'm already at $30 and I've already bought, I've already, I've only scanned a few items. And I started to say, you vote Republican or you voted for Democrat? Because if you vote for Democrat, you brought this on yourself. Okay. But I didn't want to get political in the grocery store. But is that not right? Unfortunately, you're absolutely right. If they believe the lies that Biden went out and uh, said during this whole time, everything he's done has been the exact opposite. Those people who put him in office brought this on themselves. And if they can't figure that out, they don't remember. They are filled with hate from stupidity. And that's hating Donald Trump because he texts some vicious things. But he's the kind of guy that isn't going to sit back and take it. He's going to fight. And that's what we need is a non-political person that is willing to fight these idiots in the deep state, the multimedia, mainstream media, and I mean, you can't believe anything of what is being said today in the media. And the world no. media is worse. The BBC, the CBC, oh, yeah. Canadian Broadcast Company, the British Broadcasting Company. It, it's, it's they came really... out. They flat out said a couple of me, couple of me. I'm glad you brought up the media. The BBC immediately blamed Israel, said there's no way it could have been a, a Hamas rocket. On uh, MSNBC here at home, they basically said, look, even if Israel isn't responsible for it, it's their job to show restraint so that people don't die. I mean, uh, uh, what? So even yeah. if it, so, even if Israel didn't bomb the hospital, it's still Israel's fault that people are dying in Gaza and they need to show restraint. The insanity going on in our country right now. But we still have to and, and we still have to figure out how to live our lives in the meantime. I don't know how it's because it's only going to get worse because Biden has already announced he wants another hundred million dollars to go to Ukraine and Israel. He wants I don't know yeah. how much money to go for humanitarian aid for Gaza. So the people that bomb that hospital now get humanitarian aid aid money from us to keep bombing it's insane what's yeah. going on we're 33 trillion in debt we can't get a speaker because the bottom line is the reason why the establishment doesn't want jim jordan is because he wants to cut off the military industrial complex and he wants to stop the big spending he wants to get a grip on the debt the government's gotten too big the bureaucracy's gotten too big they have taken the incentive away for many American people out there to go and make a profit. And they're going to continue to do that the more they spend. And that's the biggest problem we have. I don't get why people don't understand that. You can't have the government continue to print money and expect it, it to be a healthy situation down the road. You and I can't do that. No, you and, and look at the result. San Diego gets this big award. We are now the most expensive city in the country to live in. I think it's really sad. It's not a list you want to be on, folks. I mean, no, <laughs> it's not. You know, it, we've apartments, one bedroom apartments are $3,000 a month. It's six thirty for a gallon of gas. Uh, it's $6 a carton of eggs. I mean, it's unaffordable to live here. They've created their policies, have jacked us with inflation, co- made the cost of everything go up. And then they think regulating business is the solution. It's not. And meanwhile, 
Uh, you can't live on a lot of seniors in San Diego County are cash poor, but they've got their house and they're not able to live on. Th- the plan was cash poor, mortgage paid for most of their money's in their house and they'll live off Social Security. You can't do that in San Diego County anymore because no. you can't buy gas and live on Social Security. Maybe this is why you need to be thinking about Elhoff, because maybe a reverse mortgage on your home may work for you. Um, that's an option for you. Possibly it, it is for a lot of people here. There's a lot of bad myths about that, but that's one thing you can think about. Um, but you know, people need to start getting strategic, don't they? Especially if they want to stay in San Diego. I tell you, we've been saying that for quite some time. You need to be strategic about your decision-making process when it comes to financial. Most people that made a decision based upon the facts that were presented to them 20 years ago, they've never revisited it. And what's going on, they're just going to, they are not solving the problem. They're feeding the problem. Yeah. And that's what we go to find people and show them where they're feeding the problem, not solving it because of a decision they made many years ago and they haven't revisited it. 619-548-0965. Give me a call. Let's have a conversation. Let's expose what you're doing. Let's find out how that's going to affect you. 619-548-0965. Call me, Dave Elhoff, Financial Thought Doctor. Go to the Financial Well, Dave Elhoff, thank you for being here. God bless you. Appreciate you. you. All right, honey. I'll catch you later. All right, sweetie. And you guys stay tuned. Another more Andrea K show coming up. You can't turn away now, right? Stay tuned. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show before the break. At the open of this hour, we talked to financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff about how San Diego is now the most expensive city in the country to live in. I think out of a, can't remember what the total rating is. We're only like in terms of value. We've got like a 3.3 value rating, right? Um, and, and let me tell you, it gets to the point to where the beaches aren't that beautiful, right? The amazing weather when you can't, when you can't afford to feed yourself, it's, it's a major problem. Um, but the good news is, um, oh, wait, this law that I started to talk about this new law that Gavin Newsom signed today, that's going to help and provide all kinds of financial assistance in some way by lowering taxation or lowering regulation for California and San Diego residents. But no, that's not what happened today. Today, Gavin Newsom signed into law a piece of legislation that would provide low-income Mexicans living within 45 miles of our San Diego border with in-state community college tuition rates. Isn't that wonderful, Sesame Broccolini? This governor is a criminal. (laughs) Gavin Newsom belongs behind bars. He is running this state into the ground and squeezing every dime that he can out of California taxpayers. It is amazing to me that there is not a revolt yet. Yet. I know. I mean, it's like we're struggling enough here. One of the ways for people in order to lift themselves up, like I did, I, I I went to a state school and uh, you know worked four or five nights a week 
took out student loans, put myself through school and so that I could, you know, raise my income level compared to my previous generation. And, you know, community colleges are a great way to do that, particularly since colleges and universities are so absolutely overpriced and ridiculous. That's a topic for another day. But community colleges funded by taxpayers are now going to go because because when it comes to these community colleges, by the way, if you're low income enough, you get to go for free. So the in-state tuition for a lot of these community colleges that are now going to be going to Mexican nationals who live in, in Tecate or Rosarita or Ensenada, are, are, they're actually going to get to go to college here for free while you struggle, Californians, while you can't feed your children. This is absolutely, they hate you, America. And he's doing this at a time, Sesame Broccolini, in which we've all seen the freedom runs to where we've got an open border in Texas. It's worse in Eagle Pass area in Texas. It's even worse than here in San Diego. And they're bringing busloads, busloads. We've had estimates are close to 6 million illegal aliens coming in just since Joe Biden took office. They're bringing them on busloads here and dropping them off in like 30th Street area, telling them, oh, you're free to move about wherever. We've seen this border invasion going on. At a time in which where our, our, the economy is it, it, uh, almost on the verge of a complete collapse, and what's the California governor's solution to take tax to give taxpayer benefits to Mexican nationals? I mean, what kind of Twilight Zone episode am I in? Look, it's just it's it's incredibly frustrating, and I, I just. I got to wonder, because there's this thought, you know, people always say in politics, the people will eventually wake up. You keep pushing them, pushing them. At what point will the average Californian finally wake up and then connect the dots and realize it's decades of one party rule, progressive leadership explicitly to blame for the downfall of this glorious state? And I'm old enough to remember when it was beautiful, safe and affordable, very affordable and good public schools. And I went to state schools here. I've lived here my whole life. I've seen this place change rapidly over the years and not in a good way and i can't believe it but someone like gavin newsom makes me kind of miss somebody like jerry brown for those of you who remember (laughs) the jerry brown days or how about gray davis or how about pat brown jerry's dad i'll take pat brown over gavin newsom 12 out of 12 times still not happy with that selection but if that's what i'm picking from and newsom is just the and there's this funny debate in politics is it incompetence and malice gavin newsom is the brainchild of incompetence and malice when those two forces Mm -hmm. come together they give you all of the policies that you're seeing coming from the Mussolini regime and i don't know how this is going to affect his popularity i don't know how this is going to play with the average american with the average californian but i hope people see just how rigged the game is in this state against the hard-working tax-paying citizen the progressive lawmaking is putting us in a real bind. And that's why I say I'm surprised that we haven't seen a real revolt, not a recall, but a revolt because people can't feed their Mm -hmm. families. We've got a homelessness crisis, a veteran homelessness crisis. And while Mm -hmm. homeless veterans are left rotting on the streets of Oceanside, Vista, San Marcos, Escondido, we have those very same cities receiving thousands of people every day, at least 18,000 people, illegal, illegal immigrants who are here without authorization, who haven't been paying into the systems, just since September of this year? Yeah. What's the long-term strategy, Newsom? What do you think in five years from now? Are you trying to destroy our infrastructure? Because what you've done is create a welfare state, then open the border. What do you think is going to happen? Everybody wants a handout. So everybody's going to come in. They're going to take, take, take. 
And that's so much of modern politics. We don't produce anymore. We just consume. We just take. We expect mm-hmm. this giant, bloated government to give us everything that we want, but they can't. And all we've done is create a government that's now big enough to take away things that we need and to redistribute taxpayer dollars from people who've earned it to non-taxpayers who don't even live in the state. How was that justice? How was that? They, they not only don't live in the state, they're, they're not even from this country. That's how much these Democrats hate you. And part of the problem is when I think about that young color cu- couple from the grocery store today, obviously in their 20s, is the Democrats were have been playing a long game for decades and decades. And we now have millions and millions of young adults in their 20s and their 30s that have been churned out of the indoctrination centers and are little socialist soldiers for the state. And want communism and think it's great. And they weren't trained to understand what the end game is for them and how this is all going to play out. And Democrats never admit the failures in their policies. It's always, well, we just didn't go far enough. Right. And since politics is downstream from culture and the Democrats have done a good job of convincing the poor people that the problem is capitalism and the Republican Party never did their job in, you know, because because, you know, um, communism sounds better on a bumper sticker, right? Nobody should go to bed hungry. Everybody should earn a living wage. You know, all the platitudes. Um, And, you know, it all sounds really good. And and it's an easier sell than, you know, nobody owes you anything. Get off your butt and go work. Go get a degree, right? Go work your butt off. Go earn Mm -hmm. something. It's, It's easier to demonize corporations, to demonize the business owner, to, you know, push the workers as the real people behind the corporation, not the people that spent the money and invested and, you know, started the business, right? So uh, when they when they were able to completely flip the culture, that's how they've been able to get away with it. Gray Davis was recalled because we were going to give driver's licenses to illegals. Now people are like, yes, let's give free college tuition to illegals. That's That's how far we've gone. All right, listen, y'all, um, speaking of how far we've gone, I've about gone as far as I can go on tonight's show with my with my kidneys. I'm going to go chill and try to rest up and take my medicine. Um, but I'm telling y'all, I feel so blessed to have Sesame Broccolini with me because he's going to carry the show to his conclusion tonight. And I know y'all are going to dig whatever it is he has to share with you guys. So stay tuned. If you miss any part of tonight's show, download the podcast. Follow me on all the socials. Email me at andreakshow.com. And I will see y'all tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Alrighty, for those of you tuning in, you know this is DJ Sesame Broccolini filling in for Andrea Kay. On The Andrea Kay Show here at The Answer San Diego, AM 1170. Thank you so much for being here. Listen, we're going to be talking about some interesting stuff, just tying up some some loose ends here in the bottom of the hour. Uh, for those of you that are listening and have been listening, we've been talking a lot about Israel. And that's because it's a, there's so much just packed into the story. There, there's so much happening, so much tragedy and, and uh, frustration in this, in this world of, of you know, wars in the Middle East. And there is this question about peace in the Middle East. And is it possible? Is it feasible? Should the United States have a role in possibly working toward that? I, I don't know. I, I will say peace is a very messy thing. I think it's really the ultimate right, right way to go. It's the path forward. It's, you know, on, on some level, it's nonviolence or non-existence um, 
because at some point we'll just kill each other. Um, that that was the whole philosophy behind not nuking each other, right? Is that it's a, it's a lose lose wager. It's mutually assured destruction, and it's weird to be talking about that post Cold War. After the collapse of the Berlin Wall, after the Soviet Union was disbanded, uh, when Ronald Reagan asked, pleaded to Mikhail Gorbachev, the then premier of the Soviet Union of the USSR, to please bring down the Berlin Wall and to let his people go um, and to really uh, unite the world and bring an end to a terrible chapter in human history. But human history is a textbook that's probably written in blood, and that brings us to this little story about this capital building i don't even i don't even want to call it a protest i don't want to call it a demonstration i don't want to call it a march this feels a lot like an attack it feels like threats being made against the american people this is certainly not how a democratic republic like ours should be functioning but here we are so approximately 300 people were arrested by capital police during a large-scale demonstration on Wednesday against the uh, war um, that was started by Hamas, this is uh, not a uh, not not an this is uh, not a symmetric war. Let's say that this is an asymmetric conflict. Hamas has a particular bone to pick with Israel. Israel is not looking for a fight. They're never looking for war. The, the the Israelites, the Jewish people, they're not looking to start any any conflict, and they certainly are not looking for armed conflict. But here we are with this terrorist group slash political faction, which does have a foothold in this country somehow. It's it's very strange, but modern day progressives people who preach love and tolerance 99% of the time are out here defending pro-Hamas, you know, sympathizers and protesters who are waving Nazi flags um, and, and calling for a global day of jihad and war. And it's it's leading to events like this. It's, it's coming to, it's inside of our country now. This evil force is inside of our, it's in our house. It's not just in our backyard or the front yard. This is the living room. This is this is the center of U.S. politics and therefore arguably the center of global politics. It says most people were arrested for demonstrating, according to some spokesperson for the police department there. Hundreds of people had gathered in and outside of the Capitol complex before the arrests, calling for an end of the conflict between Israel and Hamas. I would love to see this conflict end. I would I, I'm, I'm very excited to see this conflict finally come to an end. I don't want bloodshed. I don't want casualties. I don't want rocket rockets firing back and forth. I, I don't want to see more crossfire and more bloodshed and more fighting. I'd like to think that we could just work this, this stuff out with our words. But war is great for business on one hand for the defense contractors. It's also a, a cowardly escape from the problems of peace because, again, peace is not easy to maintain. It's something that usually comes after a lot of negotiating both sides will make concessions i don't know if peace in the middle east would look like a two-state solution or a three-state solution or a one-state solution just having israel i don't know exactly what it looks like but i will say these demonstrators uh they're they're not alone this is and and this is not going to be the first one of these instances and i'm afraid of what could happen to the american people to the u.s government to the Israeli government, to the people of Israel, to the Palestinian people. I don't want to see more bloodshed. That's the point. And, and people think it's about taking sides, and I know that some of it is, but ultimately I'm on the side of truth. I'm on the side of peace, what is right, what is good for humanity, what is good for God's children, what is good for his kingdom. 
and this kind of this kind of bloodshed and and uh horror is not in in store this is this is not this is just so despicable and i can't believe it but it's 2023 here we are and people are still waving nazi flags and now we have demonstrators in the capitol building i don't know where uh, attorney general merrick garland is not sure where he was today. Not sure where FBI Director Christopher Ray was and or is. Not really sure about the vice president or how about the president or resident in chief, Mr. Joe Biden, because he doesn't really feel like a president. I don't really think of him like a president. Um, uh, where's where's the national security state? Where is the giant, bloated, extremely costly national security state? What's the point of having a Department of Homeland Security if they cannot even secure the homeland? Sounds like, a, sounds like an obvious, silly, rhetorical question, but at this point, it's not. These people, uh, many of them had masks on, which I think is hilarious, because uh, that lets you know... Um, well, a lot of things about their political ideology and their character and, and their news sources and where they get information from. Um, but we got people here putting on some sort of bad theatrical production. Uh, but inside the U.S. government calling for a ceasefire uh, while occupying the rotunda of the Cannon House office building on Capitol Hill. Police departments from the surrounding areas were called in to help at the complex on Wednesday, including Washington, D.C.'s Metropolitan Police and officers from Virginia. Some lawmakers have offices in that building. Um, and, you know, there, there's the typical condemnation stuff that we're seeing online. But I don't see any FBI raids happening anytime soon. I don't see these people losing their constitutional rights because of biased juries and biased judges and uh, and some sort of, you know, uh, 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 insurrection committee. But maybe we should start an October 18th committee, just like the Democrat Party, the Empire started the J6 committee in 2021. Maybe we should form some kind of committee to see who funded this, who organized this. What was the end goal? Why do they think that this is OK? And what are we going to do about it? There's a lot of talk coming from the government these days, but I'm tired of talk. The, the time for talking has passed. There's a time and a place for everything, and right now is the time and place for action. Law and order must be restored in this country. I don't care what your political affiliation is. I don't care what your ideological background is. I don't care what your race or ethnicity or religious affiliation is. I believe in law and order. That is one of the cornerstones of American society. It's one of the things that makes this country exceptional. And it's something that has brought us an incredible amount of prosperity and peace and cohesion as a nation. But we're not a nation anymore. We haven't been from, for some time. Unfortunately, we are a tax farm for the politicians in Washington, D.C. who go in with a net worth of $30,000 and come out 10 years later with a net worth of $3 million, all while the American people are scrounging around for pennies. And then we turn on the news, and what do we see? A bunch of radical protesters who do have a right to protest, but not inside the Capitol building. That's the thing. We live in a free country, okay? You do have a constitutionally protected right to freedom of speech, freedom of association, Con Congress shall not infringe upon those inalienable God-given rights that we all share. However, you do not have a constitutional right to interrupt an official government proceeding, to walk into an official government building without authorization, 
And certainly you do not have the sort of uh, uh, constitutional right to start threatening the Biden administration because it supports Israel and because it's standing by the Israeli Defense Forces and the administration of Benjamin Netanyahu. So uh, I hope everybody is paying close attention because I was told that this kind of an action walking into the Capitol building warrants a lifetime prison sentence. That's what we saw with the J6ers, but we're not seeing it with any of these uh, these pro-Hamas, pro pro-terrorism, pro-death protesters, and that is just a shame. But you know what? We're coming in. Uh, I guess we're coming up on a break, so we're, we are going to break here. Just take a moment, but please stick around. You're listening to The Answer San Diego. This is DJ Sesame Broccolini filling in for Andrea Kay on The Andrea Kay Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. We will be right back. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer, San Diego. All righty, it is not Andrea K. This is DJ Sesame Broccolini coming into the bottom of the show here, last segment of the second hour. I hope you've stuck with me for this whole show. It's been a really good one. We've had some great guests, some great stories, a lot of interesting stuff going on in the world today. If you haven't had much time or you missed the first hour, please make sure to go watch this episode or download it online on any platform where you can find your podcast. Um, I use Spotify, but there's lots of great platforms out there that carry podcasts around the world. We are on all of them. So please go find The Andrea K Show wherever you get your podcast. You can download it, listen whenever you want, from wherever you want. Um, and you're not going to want to miss anything that we've talked about today. It's been incredibly important. I'm, I'm realizing, especially as I get older, that it's incredibly important to stay on top of the news, to be in touch with current events. I am a taxpayer, an American. I take that very seriously. Um, and being a citizen is not a spectator sport. It's not something that you just opt out of. This whole idea of self-governance revolves around an active citizenry. We should be holding our own leaders accountable. We should be holding ourselves accountable. We have systems in place and somebody needs to run them. And whether it's, you know, figuring out the Speaker of the House or it's this horrific war and attack on Israel right now, it's very, very important that we all stay up to date as much as we can. If you don't have time to, you know, look at the news throughout the day, hopefully you can catch something on the radio at night. Hopefully you can tune into the show and we can distill down the most important essential things that you might have missed. There's always so much going on. Sometimes it's really, really difficult to make time and, and space in your day or after your work day when you're at home to just go through the news. But it's so, so important that we have that knowledge always ready to go because knowledge is power that is what's going to set us free is is you know remembering what goes on paying close attention to what goes on talking about what's happening in this country in this state in california right here in southern california even in san diego county it's incredibly important that we stay up to date it's one of the responsibilities that we have as citizens you know we we talk a lot about rights and what we what we have written down in the constitution 
And the Constitution is obviously a beautiful document, very brief, only 8,300 words. The founding fathers were not mincing their words um, when they made that document or the Declaration of Independence or the Articles of Confederation. And this is all to say, though, just to stay on this point, knowledge is power. If we want to keep a people-centered republic, if we want to keep our power, which we all do, we should be on, invested in that in that vision. Um, if we want to truly, you know, uh, to have a truly, you know, constitutional republic that is of, by, and for the people, that depends upon the people caring enough to actually go out and make time to run their country, to hold their leaders accountable, to hold their feet to the fire when they lie or deceive or mislead the American people. And that's just so common today. It's very, very difficult to trust a politician. But it did not always used to be like that. There used to be a time in this country where politicians were honest, hardworking. They were truly public servants. We, we've had some excellent public servants in our history. And I hope that we have some more in store for our future because I don't know what's going to happen in this country going forward. Uh, I, I am some, some days I am at a loss for words. I am truly left speechless. And it's a lot to process. Honestly, it is, especially when you when you're in the trenches, looking at the news, going through the headlines every single day, because sometimes you, you don't have time to just take a step back, take a deep breath and look at the bigger picture. What's really going on in this country? Are we going through some sort of late stage empire decline like we saw in the Western Roman Empire? Or the Eastern Roman Empire about a thousand years later in Constantinople when the Ottoman Turks came in and sacked the place and renamed the city Istanbul? I don't know. It's hard to say if we're going through a period of decline, but what I can say is this much. History is not linear. It's not progressive like progressives want you to believe. History is cyclical. Good times lead to weak men. Weak men create bad times. Bad times lead to strong men who then create good times, which then leads back into weak men because we get soft and too fat and too happy with the status quo. And then we lead that, that opens the door to hard times. And then again, the cycle repeats, rinse, wash, repeat over and over and over again, 365 days a year, every single year for infinity until I guess a meteor, a meteor, you know, comes into the planet or something. Um, but it's all to say that none of the decline we're seeing is inevitable. This is a result of man-made problems in large part, um, things that are in our control. And that means the good news is that we can fix this. We can put this country back together. We can revive this republic. I don't know if it will ever be what it once was, but I have a lot of hope. And I have to stay optimistic. I really do because... At this point, I'm just too, uh, I just don't know how I would get through all of the sort of headlines and the news, uh, all of the heavy stuff without some hope to balance it out. There's a lot of despair out there. There's a lot of darkness and you have to balance that out. We can't walk around constantly just being depressed, despair, anxious, um, because that undermines our ability to fight back, to preserve what the founding fathers gave us. And that's really what it means to me in large part to be a conservative. If you're going to be a conservative, you have to start with a very simple question. What does it mean to conserve? What are we trying to conserve? 
a safe, affordable country. And, and, and for me, more than anything, more than, I mean, there, there's so many basics here. I'm trying to conserve safe, affordable, livable, wonderful country where we have a strong Judeo-Christian moral framework. We have strong families that are able to build out robust communities in which people are capable of self-governance and actively want that, which is what the founders wanted, instead of wanting a nanny state to run everything in your life for you. Um, but obviously, that, that's all to say that it starts as a conservative. You have to think, what am I trying to conserve? Is it the American dream? Is it a robust economic engine? Is it the middle class? What, what is, is it the spirit of the founding fathers? And the answer should be all of the above, because that's what's missing right now. This is what you get when you strip away everything that the, that the founding fathers worked so hard to give us. We are losing this republic in short order, and we're certainly seeing it, especially in places like California, which used to be so beautiful. And it, and it still is in many ways, and I guess that's part of why it physically pains me to see people like Gavin Newsom run this state into the ground. I've been here my whole life, for whatever that's worth, <laughs> uh, and I love it here, and I don't want to leave. I want to pick up the pieces. I want to fix California. Um, and I'm, I'm trying and as one person, there's only so much I can do, but I'm, I'm trying my best to get people the information they need in order to mobilize, to organize. I'm trying to, to catalyze this, this social change, this renaissance that I'm hoping is happening one day. I'm hoping one day we see a resurgence in California and really across all the major cities in this country and really at all levels in this country because this is not the America that I grew up in and I'm, ter I'm terribly afraid that America just might be gone. But I'm not giving up hope yet. There's still hope. We can still fight. Having said all that, we're going to have to pick up this conversation tomorrow. Thank you, everybody, for, for tuning in tonight. I really hope that you enjoyed the show. Again, this is the Andrea K Show. This is DJ Sesame Broccolini filling in for Andrea K. Um, she, will be ba she will be back with us tomorrow. We miss her very much for this uh, the end of the second segment here. But please, everybody... Go stream this. Go share this with your friends. Hopefully, this you know you have something you can take with you into tomorrow that's interesting or, or informative. And again, this is DJ Sesame Broccolini on the Answer San Diego AM eleven seventy, filling in for Andrea K on the Andrea K Show. I will see you all tomorrow. Have a good night.